0: Maria Nemeth, I'm a PhD psychologist, master-certified coach, and the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence. This podcast is about you and your relationship with money. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Maria, and uh, I would love to talk with you today on the Energy of Money podcast about metaphors. A metaphor. Is something concrete that we use to explain an experience we're having that's not very tangible. Can give me an example. I'm between a rock and a hard place. Metaphor. What is it like when you hear someone say, regarding my relationship with money, I'm between a rock and a hard place? It kind of sounds a little hopeless, doesn't it? You know, it says, I don't think I'm in control of the situation. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm having a difficult time and uh <laughs> boy, it sure is uncomfortable being between a rock and a hard place. How about another one? I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Now, one of the problems about using a metaphor is that we tend to reify metaphors. Now, I just want to I wanted to impress you with that word, <laughs> being a psychologist, but I'll explain what the word means. To reify means to make real. So it's uh, taking something like um, "I'm stuck" and forgetting that it was originally used to explain an experience I'm having, as though I were stuck. I'm feeling as though I were stuck in a pool of mud. Now. The minute we take the words as though I were and say, I'm just stuck, period. All of a sudden, the thing is real. Like I really am stuck. You know, once again, if I were standing up to my waist in mud and uh, I were to say, you know, I'm stuck. You'd believe me, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd see me and, and you'd believe me. But here, if I say, and and let me say, I want to welcome once again, my my buddy, Kalika Yap. Kalika, I didn't introduce you right now. Of course, I just launched into the subject matter. I want to apologize. Oh, no worries. Hi, Dr. Maria. (laughs) It's it's so good you're here. And right before this uh, podcast, we started looking at the whole idea of metaphors. So this is what happens. If I say to you, I'm stuck. You know, I'm trying to figure out, I look at my credit card charges here, you know, my monthly charges. And I don't know if any of you do that, but it sure is a wonderful lesson in getting conscious about my money when I can go over all the credit card uh, charges for one single month. But I remember hearing someone say, you know, I'm stuck. I just don't know quite how to do this. You know, this is, I feel like it's over my head. And immediately when we say something like this, I'm stuck. It begins to justify why we're not doing the thing. You know, if I were to say to you, um, Kalika, let's say you were my coach and uh, you already are my coach in so many ways, but let's just say that I promise you that I'm going to write some pages on my book and I say, I'm going to write, uh, two pages a day. And at the end of the week, you and I meet and you say, Hey, Maria, how, how did you do? And I say, well, I didn't write two pages a day, uh, around, uh, on Wednesday, I got stuck. I just, I couldn't figure out what to say. Now, if you were my coach and didn't know about metaphors, the way you, you do, you and I could kind of work on my stuckness. How does Maria get unstuck? You know, uh, where did you learn to use the word stuck? Is it in your family? Is it, you know, and all of a sudden, we start trying to fix Maria so that she won't be stuck anymore. Actually, we try to fix the stuckness when all that I need to do is simply Sit at my computer and write two pages a day, or three pages, whatever it is. I say. But what happens when I use the word stuck, or I'm between a rock and a hard place, or looking at my credit card bill for a month, saying, "Wow, I you know, I really don't know how to do this. I I truly am uh, stuck here. I have to get unstuck." Before I can do anything. And the thing about it is this metaphors are our language is full of metaphors. You know, when I talk to you, Kalika, about my money situation, I see a bright, shining star ahead of me. You know, my path is all lit up. You know, the world seems so much brighter, so much lighter. Now, those are metaphors too. But there's a difference between uh, certain kinds of metaphors. When I say I'm stuck, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Automatically, I lose a sense of self-efficacy. Now, self-efficacy is another psychological term that was coined by a fellow by the name of Albert Bandura in the 1970s. And self-efficacy is the ability to take control over certain parts of our life that we know that things might be difficult, but we're going to keep at it until we produce a result. We might need support, like if I were having a difficult time uh, looking at my credit card bill for a month, Kalika, you as my coach might say, "Well, Maria, do you have a friend who could do it with you? So if you, you know, got feeling nervous or you got confused or whatever, uh, they'd be there. They could support you. And you know, you might think this is kind of funny looking at a credit card bill, but I know many people, Kalika, who get panicked at the thought of doing it. So there are certain metaphors." which, when we use them, really disempower us. And that's what self-efficacy is all about. It's about being empowered. So my question for you, those of you who are listening, is are you willing to take a look at the metaphors you use in life, maybe the metaphors you use to talk about anything, But even most often, are there metaphors you use about money, which do not empower you at all? You feel like it's something outside of you, bigger than you, and you don't have any span of control over it. If you have that experience, you know that you're using a metaphor that's not going to get you anywhere. And one of the things to ask yourself is this, is there any other way I can describe this which would allow me to move ahead with what I'm doing? I'm reading a book right now uh, that I really recommend to everybody. It's called Let Your Mind Run, a memoir of thinking my way to victory by Dina Castor, who was um, and is a world-class long-distance runner absolutely world-class. And right at the beginning of the, uh, the book, uh, she writes this. I'll read it to you. I just love it. She says, every aspect of a run, from the pain it produced to the weather conditions, offered me a choice. Is this a thought that will slow me down? Or can I find a perspective that will speed me up? She says, we have a choice. Replacing negative reactions with positive ones infused me with energy and offered me a boost in motivation. With a single thought, I realized I could change the outcome of a workout, drawing out more strength and speed from my body. Now this has to do with an athlete, but I think what she's saying is really good for all of us. Am I willing to examine the metaphors that i use and asking when i talk about them do they slow me down do they think me keep me from going ahead in life you know if i want to be successful when it comes with my relationship with money number 1 do i have some goals or dreams that i would love to go after and if so Up until now, have I used any metaphors that would give me an excuse not to go after them? Think about that for yourself. And if I have used those kinds of metaphors, what are they? And what would it be like for me to exchange metaphors? Because if my mind is going to make something real, which is what the mind does, wouldn't I love to? make real something known as the hero's journey, the hero's path, you know, um, creating shining moments in which I saw that all was well, what is it that I want to focus my brain on? If you begin to examine the metaphors you use, I mean, even to consider that very often, what you're using to explain your life, whether it's uh, fulfilling or not, it's metaphorical. Am I willing to examine them, to see, once again, as Dina would say, "Is this metaphor slowing me down? Or is it allowing me to continue down my path? Once again, another metaphor, and allows me to reach. The inevitable obstacles, another metaphor with a sense of clarity, focus, ease and grace. So I hope that what I was talking to you about today, short but sweet, gives you some food for thought. Check out my website, marianemeth.com and see if you'd like to get my uh, newsletter once a week. It just so happens this week's newsletter is on metaphor. What a coincidence. Or, as Lily Tomlin used to say many, many years ago in a show called Laugh In, what a coinky dinky. So, until then, this is Dr. Maria saying goodbye for now.